Today, I welcome you specially to Times of Refreshing. Our topic is captioned, The Demands of Home Training. The subject of home training is very crucial, especially in these times and days, where most parents are usually away from home trying to make ends meet. Sadly, home training is fast becoming extinct, even among Christian parents, hence the need for this wake-up call. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Research shows that nearly three in four children aged two to four years regularly suffer physical punishment and or psychological violence in the hands of parents and caregivers. And this is very sad. The trending digital lifestyle has even made parental training more needed because children are more exposed to contents that are likely to corrupt and spring up bad behaviors in them. The home is the primary environment where a child is fashioned and carved into a better individual. The many atrocities in our world today are largely a direct result of improper home training. This breaks my heart. Think of this. All drug addicts, armed robbers, fraudsters, kidnappers, rapists, prostitutes, and the list goes on that you see today came from a home. Clearly, lack of home training must have contributed in no small way to why they are who they are today. Some parents even think that the church society or school is responsible for training their children. So they leave this vital responsibility at their mercy. Clearly, these agencies have their contributions to make towards the development of a child. But the first contact point for training is the home. So the bulk of the work should be done there by the parents. Listen. If you don't train your child to know Christ, the world will train them not to. Your greatest contribution to the kingdom of God may not be something you do, but someone that you raised. Many, many years ago, I attended a meeting at the Church of God Mission in Benin with the late Archbishop Benson Idahosa of Blessed Memory. When we entered the sanctuary, I saw a wall hanging that made a great impact in my life till now. And it says, better to train a child than to repair an adult. What is home training? To train means to instruct by exercise, to mold character, to drill and make obedient. Home training is defined as the manners and social etiquette taught at home. Behaviors that when imbibed will affect the outcome of a child in life, irrespective of where he or she ends up. Parents understand that your child bears your name and is a reflection and an extension of the values that you uphold and you instill into them. That should ring a bell in your heart 
parents, my question to you today is, what legacy are you leaving for your children? Remember, each day of our lives, we make deposit into the memory bank of our children. Understand, nothing in this world can be compared to a sound Christian upbringing. Now, let me emphasize here. Home training is the mutual covenant responsibility of both father and mother. I've heard people talk about the fact that fathers are very busy, they don't have no time for their children, and so it's only the mother that has that responsibility. That is very, very far from the truth, and that is unscriptural. Mothers play an important role as the heart of the home, and fathers an equally important role as the head of the home. Both of them nurturing, training, and loving their children in the way of the Lord. However, home training comes with certain demands from parents or caregivers. Now, with my years of experience, by the grace of God, let me share with you some of the demands of home training that have benefited me a great deal. Number one demand is time and attention. Parents understand very clearly that home training demands the time and attention of both of you. Ephesians 5.16 says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Hear this and hear me well. Your children demand more of your presence and godly teachings than the presence and material things that you give unto them. Those material things will perish, but your presence makes a great deal of impact in their lives. While some parents are busy trying to fend for the family, the destinies of their children have been marred because they were left to be raised by a third party. Some children who have been delivered from some bad habits, saved from being raped, rescued from bad company, if their parents were more available. Parents, understand me very clearly. You cannot transfer your responsibility by sending your children to a boarding school. Many even claim, oh, if they send their children to a Christian boarding school at an early age, then that becomes the responsibility of the school. No, the school has its own responsibility, but yours cannot be taken over by any other agency. Teaching a child to count is great, but teaching them what counts is far greater. Therefore, it's wisdom to create time to impart spiritual knowledge into your children. You can get them born again at a tender age. One of our children, for example, got born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost at the age of nine while he was still in the primary school. And today, he's doing great things for God. They may look little today, but you never know what they can become in future. Therefore, nurture them with God's word at their level. When our children were growing up, we held regular prayer sessions, constant devotions, regular Bible study sessions with them. 
We even had to employ a Bible lesson teacher for them. And today, the reward is amazing. Your own testimony shall be greater in Jesus' name. A woman called Susanna Wesley trained her eight children overseeing both their spiritual and academic education. She focused diligently on their character, hard work, and knowledge of scripture, and met personally with each child every week to give them encouragement and attention. The result? Her sons, John and Charles Wesley, founded the Methodist movement. Therefore, pay attention to what your children, what they watch, the friends they keep, the places they go, what they read. These are very important. Listen to them speak. That way you can correct any wrong perception or ideology. The truth is, when you pay attention to your children, you can easily know before anything goes wrong and be able to correct them. I pray for every parent under the sound of my voice today for grace, for greater impact in the name of Jesus Christ. The second is love. 1 Corinthians 16, 14 tells us, let all things be done with charity, including home training. Love is a powerful virtue for home training as children thrive on love. A child that you don't love, you cannot train successfully. No one should love your child more than you. Your love is demonstrated in the way you care, nurture, and take charge of the affairs of your child's life. If you love your children, you will definitely show concern for both the present and the future of those children. Therefore, parents, demonstrate your love for your children, one, in your thoughts, two, in your words, three, in your actions. Use constructive words other than abuse. There are some parents, they look at their child, you are crazy, you are stubborn, I know you can never make it in life, you are a dullard. Such words are abusive and they are very destructive. Parents must desist from such. You can also compliment and instruct and encourage your children. Don't be afraid to rebuke them when they are wrong, but do it in love. Physically, show affection to your children. Carry them, these younger ones. Hug them, hold them, touch them, kiss them, and the list goes on. The truth is, most children who fall into wrong relationships, I have come to discover, were looking for the love their parents failed to give, but they were looking for this in wrong places and from wrong people. Always let your children know that you love them so they can be more open to you. Parents, if you have more than one child, ensure there is no favoritism so there won't be rivalry. This is very, very crucial. And I know that many of us parents fall into this net. You will not fall into it in Jesus' name. Remember, Joseph's challenge with his brothers began because he was favored by his father, Genesis 37.3. Isaac and Rebekah showed favoritism 
which forward the rivalry between Jacob and Esau, Genesis 25, 28. The love your children have for God and others is as influence from home. Remember, charity, it is said, begins from home. Timothy was effective in kingdom service and showed impeccable faith in God because he was taught by his grandmother and mother. 2 Timothy 1.5 Let me advise you, teach your children responsibility and how to be involved in house chores. Don't raise lazy children in the name of pampering them. Because the child you pamper today might cause you heartache tomorrow. When our children were young and growing up and all of them were at home, each of them had their different chores per day, per time. We even used to have cooking competitions for both boys and girls. That used to be great fun and a time of bonding for all of us. Therefore, teach them. Also teach them to love themselves. This will influence the decisions and choices they make both now and in future. Ensure your children dress decently. And if they are the younger ones that you have to dress for, dress for them decently. Our children, when they were at home, when they were very young, they knew all of these principles. They knew that we as parents will never allow them to dress indecently. And that has helped them a great deal today, now that they are all grown up and married in their various homes. Parents, please understand, it's okay to praise your children when a task is accomplished. However small, this will enhance their self-esteem. Train your children to be honest and have integrity. It's part of love to train them to respect others, especially elders. In this day that we live in, many, many children and young adults don't even know how to respect elders. This is unchristianly. Also teach them to give, teach them to help, teach them to treat others kindly, to learn contentment, learn how to keep their belongings and acknowledge other space. All of these are very critical. Number three demand of home training is modeling godly character. Ephesians 6.4 tells us in the Bible, Ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. To instill home training, you must lead by example. There is no shortcut to this. You have to consistently model behaviors that you want your children to adopt. A wise man said, and I believe this is very true, children are great imitators. So give them something great to imitate. Children mostly watch the parent to determine the path to follow. And your actions, always remember, speaks louder than your words. Your children watch the lies you tell. If you do so, probably you have a guest coming into your home and then you call your child and tell that child, tell this guest when he comes, I am not at home. And the child knows that you're at home. What kind of example are you leading? The way you treat their father and their mother, probably physical abuse, when you fight, when you argue, 
your children are watching. How and what you spend your time on, they are watching. Probably you sit down for hours watching television, no time to read the Bible, the company you keep, the way you dress, they are watching. Remember, several examples in the Bible. Let's look at a few of them very briefly. This is very interesting. The lie that Abraham told was copied by his son Isaac. Genesis chapter 12 and 26. The manipulation of Jacob was seen also in Judah, his son. Genesis 27 and 38. But the godly character of Abraham was also seen in his children. So, parents, if you want your children to love God, then you should take the lead. Go through the history of the kings of Israel. You will discover that they either walked according to their fathers or as taught by their parents. Look at these examples. Josiah walked in the ways of his father, David, and did not deviate. 2 Chronicles 34, 1-3. However, Abijam walked in the sins of his father. 1 Kings 15, 3. My husband usually shared testimonies of principles his grandmother taught him, such as hard work, tithing, giving, how to trust others, and she did all these by modeling them. There is this very popular statement I can never forget that she gave concerning tithing. That tithing means God's portion that makes the remainder meaningful. She never went to school, but what a great impact today. My biological parents are great, great godly examples for me that I can never forget. The ornament of a quiet and mixed spirit that I saw in my biological mother, thank God, has found its way into my life today. The family peace, joy, and serenity that I see my father and mother enjoyed has become my own portion in my marriage today. I never saw my parents biologically argue or fight all their lifetime. My father, an epitome of faith, an epitome of forgiveness, will always tell you, it doesn't matter what anyone does to you, hold on to God, he is the avenger. That are great lessons I can never forget. In Proverbs 4, 1 to 7, Solomon shared some insight into what his father David taught him when he was young. Above all, he instructed him to seek wisdom and understanding. No wonder Solomon asked only for divine wisdom in 1 Chronicles 1, 6 to 12. How about several contemporary examples? The woman Monica had great influence on her son, St. Augustine's life. It is said that her example and prayers eventually led to the salvation of his son. In his autobiography, St. Augustine said that his mother shed more tears for his spiritual death more than other mothers shed for the physical death of his son. He eventually became one of the leading theologians of the early church. Kathy Luther, wife of Martin Luther, raised four orphans in addition to her six biological children. 
the Luther's family became a model for Protestant families for several centuries. For you, what kind of example are you leaving behind for your own children and generations yet unborn? It's my prayer for you today that your testimony shall be stronger. In case you have made mistakes in any area at all, I pray today that the God of heaven will forgive those mistakes and grant you wisdom on the right steps to take. Parents, remember, demonstrating virtues you want your children to imbibe is more powerful than physically beating them. When your points are forgotten, your examples remain. May you leave positive examples for your children. Your responsibility is to leave footprints in the sand of time for them to follow. May your generations after you remember you for good in Jesus' name. And finally, the fourth demand of home training I want to share with you today that has been a lot of blessing to me. Proverbs 13, 24 says, He that spared his rod, hated his son, but he that loveth him, chasteneth him betimes. Beating and chastening in this scripture does not just refer to physical beating. Discipline, you must understand, is a vital aspect of home training. Discipline means to train, especially in mind and character, aimed at producing self-control and obedience. To refuse to train a child is to prepare that child for destruction. Your children shall not be destroyed in Jesus' name. Look into the Bible. Absalom became rebellious to David, his father, among other things because he was not properly disciplined. 2 Samuel 15. Eli and Samuel were prophets of God, but their children sadly lacked discipline and ended up destroyed. 1 Samuel 2 and 1 Samuel 8. Your generation shall not be destroyed. Thirdly, Samson's parents were not firm in their discipline, and this led to his destruction, Judges 14. But Abraham raised up godly seeds. Even God could attest of his good parenting skill, Genesis 18, 19. And today, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are strong Bible references. I see your own testimony being stronger in Jesus' name. How about the sons of Rechab? In Jeremiah 35, verses 8 to 19, they kept the instructions of their father for generations, even when they were persuaded to go contrary. How about Daniel and the three Hebrew boys? They upheld the godly training they had received, and they refused to compromise with others, even in a strange land. Daniel chapters 1, 3, and 6. You can't claim to love your child without discipline. What habits, parents, do you portray to your children? Are you honest? Do you have integrity? Do you gossip? Do you fight? Do you maltreat others? Do you steal in their presence or in their absence? Remember, they are watching you. What will they remember you for? Very importantly, please understand, parents, that God's word is the best instrument of discipline. A child is like a plasticin, soft, pliable, and moldable. Whatever will destroy the mind of your child, therefore, should be seriously censored. Without discipline, 
home training cannot be effective. In conclusion, dear listener, please understand that children are like wet cement. Whatever falls on them makes a great impression. Well-trained children are like leather weapons in the hands of God for destroying the works of the devil and establishing his dominion on the earth. May your own children, both biological, spiritual, and foster, qualify to be weapons in the hands of the Almighty God. Home training, please understand, must be done intentionally, one, skillfully, two, and tenderly, three, so your children can actualize the great potential God has deposited into them. Remember, the child you raise and train today will give you rest tomorrow. I pray that the God of heaven, that he's giving me rest over my own children, will give you greater rest over your own children. I pray for all parents today and parents to be for grace from heaven to fulfill your own responsibility of home training so that you can enjoy a colorful and peaceful tomorrow. For those who might be having problematic children right now, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ for divine intervention for you over those children. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. As I close, are you born again? Right now, you can give your life to Jesus Christ and become his child. Bow your heads in faith. Pray this prayer after me. Say it out loud. Oh God, today I come to you. I'm a sinner. Jesus, save me. From today, I am your child. I am born again in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you pray that prayer from your heart, congratulations. Now you are born again. You're a child of God. Log on to the website address at the bottom of the screen and fill the salvation form right now. Send your testimonies also through the same medium and connect with the social media handles at the bottom of the screen. I congratulate you for being a part of this teaching today. I am waiting for your testimonies. And always remember, God is too faithful to fail. God bless you. Bye.